You're listening to the Radio Bold News Pod. I'm Mike Sakel, taking you beyond the headlines and introducing you to interesting people and happenings here in Sullivan County, New York, and throughout the Catskills and Hudson Valley. I have with me the Executive Director of Sullivan 180. Sandy Rowland is here to join us on the Radio Bold News Pod. And Sandy, always a pleasure. Thank you for joining us. Well, thank you so much for inviting me back. It's so, nice to be here. So I wanted to start uh, with an overview, really, the, the most important thing. I think a, a lot of people might hear about Sullivan 180, but if you could describe to me briefly what the what the mission is, what is Sullivan 180 all about? Yeah, Sullivan 180 was started about two and a half years ago, and it was really... Um, uh, was created by a partnership of a lot of different community agencies and individuals who were trying to address in a broad sense of the community health here in Sullivan County. This was really prompted by the fact that um, Sullivan County has ranked quite low on the county health rankings that are released every year by the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation. In fact, we've been 61 out of 62 counties in New York. Um, I, I am happy to report this year we did move up one slot so we're 60 out of 62 but I think you know many people in the community have found that really an alarming figure and sort of a call to action that what can we do better as a community to really improve health for everyone here so uh, that's really the impetus that started Sullivan 180 and we have a very broad mission to help improve health and a broad definition of health that everybody has access to fresh food to opportunities for fitness has access to healthcare resources but but also that have everyone has access to education um, employment opportunities and, and a lot of the other components that go into our own health and certainly the health of our community and you know that's really one of the reasons i wanted to have this conversation because i think i i want everyone to really appreciate the scope of sullivan 180 and you work on on so many different levels and uh and have so many different partnerships uh, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe you can you can speak about that because you you deal with it you deal with the medical community you deal mm-hmm. with of course education is a big part of Sullivan 180 on on so many different levels speak to me a little bit about about that and uh, and maybe we can delve into some of the specific ways that Sullivan 180 kind of uh, interact with some of your community partners yeah, very much so. So as I mentioned earlier, I, you know, I really feel like Sullivan 180 is a collaboration of partnerships. We're, we're ourselves are just a small staff, but everything we do is in partnership with other agencies and individuals throughout the county. So we definitely have education uh, at the table. We have uh, Bob Dufour from BOCES. Um, and I must say we have a, a, a governing board because we're a nonprofit organization, and we also have a very robust community advisory board Uh, so that's where uh, a lot of these meetings and conversations come to happen is through our advisory board and then other partnerships we have in the community so so education we certainly have the folks from the hospital which is now garnet health Um, they've been at the table from the beginning suny sullivan is a very important partner cornell cooperative extension Hudson River Healthcare, Sullivan Renaissance, um, obviously Public Health Services. We have a lot of participation from them, as well as other uh, entities from the county. We do a lot with uh, county planning uh, and uh, the legislature itself, because you know uh, all the leadership in the county. Um, we also work very closely with our state representatives, both Jen Metzger and Aileen Gunther. 
Um, we have a policy committee, so we're looking at, you know, legislation that can be uh, promoted that promotes health and wellness in our community. Um, so it is really varied, and um, there are just uh, so many great organizations and people here in Sullivan County that it's really great to get uh folks together in a room who come from different perspectives and have uh, different experiences to try and look at some of these issues and what is the best way that our community can address them. And in some ways, Sullivan 180 just sort of acts as the convener, as the forum. We're not here with all the answers, but we really want to understand what the issues are, uh, how the community can come together to address them, and then bringing the right partners to the table to figure it out. For, for lack of a better term, I, I'd almost say Sullivan Winnie is kind of an interface between a lot of community organizations. How does that work? I mean, aside from bringing, bringing the various partners to the table, uh, are you involved in, in some of the nuts and bolts, uh, such as like grant writing and, and, uh-huh. and things like that? Yeah, and I'm glad, glad you brought that up because that, that's another one of our roles in the community is uh, bringing people together but also helping to find resources to address the programs, which is often uh, grants and, and other resources. So uh, that's one thing that, that our office does. We have a dedicated grant writer. I have a background in grant writing. Um, so we spend, uh, uh, grant writer spends a lot of time looking for grant opportunities, both federal state grants and private foundation grants to address these identified needs. Um, and also working with partners. So we're not always applying for grants and resources ourselves, but we may see, you know, something that schools could apply for or one of our partners. And, and we help people uh, to write grant proposals and to submit them, whether they're grants for Sullivan 180 or grants for another organization who would be uh, doing the work. We uh, worked on a state grant that actually went to uh, partly to Hudson River Healthcare. So they implemented a program that helps um, pregnant women have better birth outcomes by doing um, group settings for prenatal care. Um, it's called Centering Pregnancy. So there was an example, you know, we, we were able to get the funding and then they implemented the program since right. they're the clinical provider. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and beyond that, you know, I know Sullivan 180 is, is also responsible for, for some of their own um, materials, mm-hmm. some of their own. Uh, you've been putting, for example, especially with the COVID-19 situation, I, I think you, you've taken a step forward in keeping the public informed virtually. Uh, you, you've been working on a lot of virtual projects. Uh, let's mm-hmm. speak about that a little bit. First yeah. of all, I know during during the actual quarantine period before we entered the reopening phases, uh, Sullivan 180 was very active in uh, getting the word out and doing a series of interviews on many of those partners that we're speaking about. Talk, talk to me a little bit uh, about that because that was a very interesting series, and I think I think that was also a, a resource where people got a feel for all the the various partners that Sullivan 180 is involved with. Yes, thanks for mentioning that. Yeah, it's a, a video series that we started uh, at the beginning of April, I believe. It's called Sullivan 180 Presents Take Five. Uh, and they're very short videos that if um, they're all archived on our website, so you could always go to Sullivan180.org to find them. Uh, it's an ongoing series, so we're still uh, posting them. They post on our Facebook page on Tuesdays and Fridays. So the purpose of the series was really to spread information uh, to the community as a response to COVID-19 per- 
for those who are needing resources and also to, uh, you know, opportunities for volunteering for those who have things to offer and uh, really t to inform the whole community be about what was going on in the response. Um, we didn't want to overlap with the official county response. And I know that, you know, the county has done an excellent job on their Facebook Live town hall meeting. So uh, we weren't necessarily trying to just get that same information out, but really looking more at what um, some of our nonprofit partners were doing. Uh, SALT, Sullivan Allies Leading Together, uh, is has been distributing food. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And all, all kinds of folks I interviewed, um, Reverend Diana from St. John's Church in um, Monticello, they have a food pantry and Early Bird Cookery, which is a catering uh, company in Calicoon. They sort of switched to doing um, relief meals, uh, working also with salt to uh, provide meals for people who um, need, were food insecure. Um, a lot of food distribution efforts going on in the county, a single bite. Um, I'm sure, you, you know, some of the listeners are probably familiar with some of these. So oh, yes, our, yes. Yeah, so we really uh, wanted to make sure word got out. And we always, uh, these are really uh, nice five-minute interviews with the people running the programs, and they always have information about phone numbers and websites where you can go if, if you need assistance, if you're able to offer assistance. But uh, we were really amazed at uh, how many partners and agencies and organizations really stepped up to the plate to realize, you know, we've got to help our neighbors out here. You know, people are shut in. Uh, a lot of people like seniors, you know, who would go to um, congregant meal sites at all these senior centers from one day to the next, those were closed. Um, so we interviewed uh, Lisa Ann Deal from the Office for the Aging, and they, of course, continue to deliver meals to people's homes. So people have that, and they are also uh, checking in with people uh, over the phone so that seniors don't feel so isolated. And, uh, you know, there was just an, a number of initiatives, and many of them go on. I know as we're opening up um, in these phases, so many people have really suffered financially from uh, the pandemic by either losing their jobs and, you know, uh, becoming very food insecure. So those efforts are continuing. Oh, um, yes, yes, yeah. As, yeah. as we recover, you know, things, as we know, are not really back to normal. No, no. And, and that was you know, and that sort of leads into my next my next question and next topic that I'd like to talk about. Mm -hmm. We are into the phased reopenings, but as you mm -hmm. say, certainly not, you know, anything back to, to normal as to what it was prior to the start yeah. of the, the pandemic. Um, so I, I know that Sullivan 180 is also making plans to continue a lot of their programs, uh, education and, and just outreach to the community in a, in a virtual way. And uh -huh. uh, maybe you can speak to that a little bit, sure. especially I know you have a partnership that, that you're working on with SUNY Sullivan. And uh -huh. uh, let's touch upon the, you know, the education part of, of Sullivan 180. Right. Yeah, because uh, that, that's an important part of our mission, too, is uh, education and mostly health education. So uh, early on, I think it was a April again, uh, we developed a partnership with SUNY Sullivan to offer health and wellness courses online and for free. Uh, so we have, um, uh, some, well, I would say dozens of community health champions that over the last couple of years, these are community volunteers that we've trained and they have a, a variety of skill sets. So our, we tapped into the potential there of our community health champions. Some of them are yoga instructors or uh, one is an expert in, in uh, 
cooking and plant-based eating and meditation, you know, all these different health and wellness modalities. And they stepped up and offered uh, courses. Some of them were, you know, four or six part or seven part courses. Um, so we're, we've decided that, that that was so popular. A lot of the courses filled up. So again, you know, it was all done virtually. So you could do your yoga class um, off, off your laptop or your phone. Um, so we're going to continue those courses. Uh, and it's it's been a really wonderful partnership for SUNY Sullivan. As I said, they've been really popular. And uh, we've been really proud of uh all of these volunteers who are um, affiliated with Sullivan 180 and who we've done an intensive training with and work with, that they've really stepped up to the plate and said, you know, what what can we do in even if we can't come together physically as a group, what can we do to help out the community? And we're, we're trying to plug in our health champions uh, into other things too. And by the way, this is an on, the community health champions program is also ongoing and we continue to train uh, new people, anyone who's interested in figuring out, you know, helping us in finding ways to help their neighbors and, and people in their circles improve their health and wellness. Uh, we offer this training as a community health champion training and it's an online training itself. Mm-hmm. So they, they could definitely reach out and do that. One of the other items under the, the guise of education is uh-huh. uh, is your, your tutoring programs, especially now, again, in relation to the COVID-19 situation. Uh, a lot of people are, are still in the planning stages as far as uh, uh-huh. where the school system is going to go from here, uh, uh-huh. what school schedules might look like in, in the upcoming uh-huh. uh, school year. And Sullivan County BOCES is another one of your very big partners. Uh-huh. And I, and I want to talk about that also in the context of, you know, the Sullivan 180 mission, because you and I had a little conversation about this prior to the to this interview where you made the point, and and I think a very valid point, that, you know, education ties in so much with health. You know, it's it's an important part of the community. So Uh maybe you can speak to Uh that and and talk a little bit about the the partnership with BOCES. I know you're working on some tutoring Uh programs and things like Uh that. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, our education partners are are so critical, and and it is a very important part uh, of health and well-being. Um, And I think um, part of our our low ranking and what we want to improve is a reflection that we don't have extremely high graduation rates in this county. I mean, they're not super low, but for some groups of students, particularly Hispanic and African American students, their graduation rates are some communities in like 63% where, Mm. um, yeah, where really statewide it's more like 88 or 85% and countywide I think we're closer to 80 or so. So there's definitely some disparities there that, that need to be addressed. Uh, we've had some meetings uh, over the last few months with uh, folks from BOCES and also just some community leaders and people to find out more about what are some of the needs going forward. So we know, obviously, from COVID-19, the immediate needs are, you know, food security and, you know, making sure people have housing, food, some of their basic needs. But then we need to be looking to the next step. And, and one thing that really came to our attention was um, students, well, obviously they had to switch immediately to this sort of online school uh, scenario, which nobody really had time to plan for. You know, fortunately, uh, the educators and the, the school districts really did a, a tremendous job in stepping up to the plate and getting people Chromebooks. So 
you know, that everyone did everything they, they could to try and make this work with very little time and planning. You know, that's just the nature of the pandemic. So, but now that we have, can catch our breath a little bit, in the fall, of course, we don't know exactly what school will look like, but right. it will probably may involve some continued at home or online learning so that there are not too many students congregating in one place at a time so we can maintain distance. So what it really brought to bear, you know, when we were talking to people is that there was really a need to help support these students in, in addition to what the teachers and counselors and, and everybody can do. Um, so we're developing a program that uh, to enhance tutoring for students. And we think there's a, a real opportunity here because uh, everyone sort of switched to online and virtual things, and including retired people and seniors and, you know, uh, and uh, school students. So I think there's an opportunity to do virtual tutoring, um, which would bring a lot more uh, potential into the mix and to pro provide volunteer tutors. So again, we're sort of looking, um, maybe looking at our community health champions and folks like a retired teacher who who maybe, you know, they spend part of the year in Florida or they're not sure they could really commit to tutoring over a whole semester or school year. But mm -hmm. if, it's yeah. a, if it's a session on the computer and they can do it from wherever they are and they have an Internet connection, there that opens up some more possibilities. And I just think, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I we're sort of appealing to the side of, you know, educating our kids is, is all of our responsibility. You may not have kids in our school system, but a healthy community means that people have equal educational opportunities and the opportunity to succeed in school. So this is really about making sure that our young people have that opportunity to graduate from high school, to go on to higher education or employment, and that they're prepared for that. And, you know, it really helps all of our lives and well-being to have the next generation come up have that kind of opportunity. So I think... You know, I also think there are many people in the community who, who do recognize that there are these disparities in educational attainment and uh, a lot of other things, and they want to they wanted help. Um, so one of, we see ourselves sort of as a vehicle to match those needs with also with people who are, are available to, to help. And I think if we can build a robust volunteer system, it can be more sustainable than applying for one grant to pay people one year to do this, you know, it has to have a coordinator or something, but if we decide we're going to pay the salaries of 30 people one year and the next year we don't, nobody has that money, it, it sort of falls apart. So I really feel strongly that if we can build a robust volunteer system, that can be sustainable and we have a, a, a good group of very committed volunteers. So yeah. that's just something definitely in the, in the planning stages, but, you know, we're sort of been talking to school districts and people to see what the needs are but I, I think it has a lot of potential so hopefully we'll be able to get something going um, by the fall to help to help our students really succeed this this is difficult times for everybody but sure, we want to yeah, make sure yeah. that um, kids in Sullivan County don't miss out and particularly targeted again at those kids who are at risk for not graduating you know making sure mm -hmm. they get that extra support so. that's uh, that's terrific and and you mentioned in passing uh, during that uh, you talked about your health champions, and I wanted to talk as as we get a little closer to the end of the uh, uh, the program here. I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the specific 
uh, programs that that are on tap right now for Sullivan mm-hmm. 180. Uh, ex- explain what Sullivan 180 Health Champions are. Yeah, this is a program we call them our Community Health Champions, and uh, we have about. 30, I would say, right now in the community who have been trained. So they they go through an online training program that we use uh, called Talent, and they learn things about motivational interviewing, about healthy behaviors, and, and their role is really to how do they work with people who want to make improvements in their health and want to help build a healthier community. So they're... Um, and coaches in a way they can work with people one-on-one they can be resources for people we, we've created a really robust resource guide so you know if someone needs connected to a certain kind of resource they can help with that and they also have been working with people in, in groups the, the group setting you know now with um we can't congregate so much that some of that has moved online um right. so we're looking for for ways that our health champions uh, can do some of their work virtually if they're not able to do it in person. But um, but we're going to have some opportunities uh, coming up for them. So there, we the health champions are all different ages. Um, they're mostly women, so we definitely would like some more men involved in the mix. Yeah, it's nice. okay. And they're from all over the county, so we sort of like to have a, a, a good mix. And Sometimes, you know, some of them have set up whole programs, and we have one in Forestburg who's, you know, has been doing monthly programs. Again, you know, this was before uh, we had to do everything virtually. Um, so they also have a lot of free reign to sort of, they have some great idea about some way that they want to help build a healthier community. We're, we're open to listen to that. But, you know, as I mentioned, how we've plugged them in during this time is through the SUNY Sullivan Partnership, where they can lead classes. And um, we're also just launching a Coach to 5K, uh, right. which is, yeah, yeah so some, the, many of, we have 15 coaches signed up, and uh, most of those are, are community health champions. So uh, that's a virtual 5K race um, and fundraiser, and how, how it works is it's a, it's a guided training program. So it's an eight-week training. So if you never run or walked, it's for running or walking a 5K, but you're ready to sort of get back in shape and get out there. It's a it's a very structured program of training of this week you do this. And, and the coaches will do it all online where I don't think we're really ready yet to meet in person to do the training at a track, but they'll sort of uh, walk you through it all so that you or your family members can go out and do your, your practice and your training, and you'll be on a team um, if, if you want to, and it's all free, and we're raising money for um, SALT, who is, as I mentioned, is still doing a food distribution, so all of the funds raised will go for COVID-19 relief right here in Sullivan County for people still in need. But, right, um, and it's, it's actually a very, from what I understand, a very flexible program um, you know, coaches can be within families. I mean, a, a, mm-hmm. a family could be really a you team. Can, a team, right, you and can somebody create could your be a coach. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah, uh, exactly that way. You can have closed teams. If you go to the site, you could sign up for a team. You know, I'm a team captain, so I have plenty of slots left on my team. Or, like you said, you could create your own team and just right. close it there. And and there's a guidebook and a training, and we sort of walk you through it all if you want to be a coach or. If you just want to participate, that's an option too. If you just want to donate, that's an option too. But it's totally flexible, and there isn't there really a registration fee. It's either zero or ten dollars. Because our other purpose was, you know, 
sort of to motivate people to get out and, and get moving. So um, if you feel like financially it's not something you know you can contribute to right now, we still want you to participate. So um, there's lots of options out there. Well, so we're, we're running a little short on time, Sandy Rowland. Oh. I, I wanted to kind of wrap up by, by talking mm-hmm. a little bit about the future. You know, we mentioned the Robert Wood Johnson, uh, the health mm-hmm. rankings, the county health rankings, and of course that's something that's always been on the minds of uh, certainly – uh, individuals such as yourself that are involved in the the uh-huh. health and and welfare of of the county and county residents. Uh, now, of course, this year's Robert Woods Johnson survey was just released uh, just as the COVID nineteen pandemic was uh-huh. was beginning, and uh-huh. it was a rather unfortunate time. and And of course, many of those statistics are based on previous years anyway. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, my question is simply: How do you see this unfolding? I mean, there's the effects of COVID-19 and, and looking into the into the future for our region, um, what do you think are some of the challenges that we're facing now uh, as, as we sort of get back to life as normal as can be or the new normal, to use a cliche? Um, right. What, what, what right. are some of the things that, that uh, maybe, you know, you've also been hearing from your partners as far as uh-huh. uh, things that we need to, to think about and, and, and deal with? Uh, here in Sullivan County as as we move forward in regards to to the health and welfare of our residents? Yeah, no, that, that's a really good question. I mean, that, and that's a very broad one. Um, I, I, I would say, you know, a couple of things have converged lately. Obviously, COVID-19, and like I said, thinking about what are the, the needs going to be three months from now, six months from now. But then uh, we've also have these national and, and local movements for racial justice, social justice. And so we're at a really important historic moment in, in our country that, that obviously plays out locally as well. So I would say, you know, our, our biggest lesson going forward is health equity. And, and we at Sullivan at 180, you know, I think we've been aware and been working on health disparities. And, and what that, that really is about is there are more vulnerable communities in our county, um, you know, seniors is an, an obvious one, low-income folks, um, but also people of color. So our Hispanic residents and African-American residents, their health outcomes in general compared to the overall population are worse. And as I mentioned, the graduation rates for students, but also on, on a number of levels, you know, life expectancy is lower, uh, food security, housing security. So I think the challenge for us is really to focus resources, focus attention, and pay attention to how we can really improve on health equity. And I, and I think the challenge to all of us as well is really listening um and, and we try and do that uh, as i mentioned through sullivan 1a we've got all kinds of partnerships we've been conducting focus groups but i think we can never do enough listening to be inclusive and listen to everybody from the community about what their needs are and how we can work together to build a healthier community it's nobody has a secret answer or magic bullet there's no one person one agency that that's got it all figured out for sure. I think our main yeah, lesson yeah. is we, we don't know. We're much stronger together, and we really need to hear all voices. And, you know, as I think about our advisory board, I also, uh, we've got some excellent folks there, but I think we need to add more community members who are really on the ground. We have some great leadership, and we need leaders there who are the heads of agencies, but we also need to learn from consumers and just, you know, 
regular citizens and regular folks in the community about what needs are. And I think it's through that conversation that we can come up with better solutions to how we can uh, improve things for everyone. And I think, a lot, you know, we've been hearing a lot of people really feel left out. They feel like they're not heard. So it's incumbent on all of us to pay attention to that and say, you know, let's hear from everybody. We know our biggest lesson is, you know, our community is going to get healthier the more people we can have participate in a program to get to really move our community forward. And absolutely. And inclu- yeah. Inclusion is something that uh, I think many entities from the, the corporate world to, uh, you know, government uh-huh. agencies to, of course, organizations such as yours are thinking about and, and making, uh-huh. making the adjustments. And I'm sure we'll see uh, several adjustments along the way. Uh, yeah. Over the course of the near future, over the next you know few months and and, and years uh-huh. to come, Sandy Rowland, Executive Great. Director Sullivan 180. I'm going to leave it at that. I thank you very All much right. for your time and sure. uh, uh, looking forward to to hearing more and and, and keeping uh, ahead of uh, the many many programs with Sullivan 180. The website Great. again, Sullivan180.org, and, yep. and of course I know Sullivan 180 also has a Facebook page. Uh-huh. And uh, Sandy Rowland, I thank you once again. Thanks. Yes. Well, thanks for having me. Enjoyed it. This is Mike Sakel. Thanks for listening to the Radio Bold News Pod. Be back soon with more conversations that you can check out wherever you get your favorite podcasts and always at RadioBold.com.